Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. You never know, and and if I was going to title this this morning, you never know uh, uh, what the day might bring, the difference that a day makes. You know, and and I live in that expectation, the difference that the day could make. And I realize it it goes the other way. Lives are changed in a moment. I I was out there in Indiana, and and my buddy, and we're driving around his car. His his son calls him. He's a Nashville police officer. They're just chatting, and the, the, the the young man was going to come out and hunt with us the next day, right? And they're chatting it up, and, and uh, yeah, love you, son, whatever, yada, yada. And, and uh, about two hours later, the boy calls back in absolute grief. And, and uh, you know, my buddy said, well, what's the matter? What, what happened? And uh, in, in a moment of time, uh, being a police officer, he was forced to take somebody's life. Wasn't, it wasn't that he want, you know what I mean? It was just you, the video, all of it. He, he was in that moment of time where all of a sudden uh, violence was coming towards his partner and, and if they didn't take decisive action. And man, oh man, and just, you know, your life can turn on a dime. You just don't, you don't know. It's like, oh, so there, there's people and life does turn in a moment. It just does. If you haven't had those moments yet, you will. But if you live with the expectation of, of evil befalling and happening to you all the time, you're going to live just a miserable life. But I'm here to tell you in Christ, even when things that don't look good or, or are tragic and, and hurtful, and He takes everything in our life and He works it together for our good. So I live with the expectation this morning that today could be a day for somebody here. I live with the expectation of this day could make a difference for somebody. And, and so here's what I, well, you know, what if it doesn't? Then I'm going to live with the expectation tomorrow could be a day for somebody. And, uh, well, well, you know, what happens if, then I'm going to live with expectation that next time we get together, God just might intervene in your life. So, and so here, here's what happened. If you live with that expectation, I'm going to read from uh, Hebrews chapter number 10. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus. Okay. Gee, there's a lot here. So, therefore, brothers, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus. That's not talking about this sanctuary. Okay. There, is a, there is a place a, in, in our spiritual life that we can boldly approach Him. And, and what I, my desire and goal in, in what, even preaching and doing what I do is that you have the boldness, the guts, to enter into that sanctuary. Not because you're so good, but because He has completely made a way He have just opened the doors wide open. And we can boldly approach that spiritual place in in, in life 
And, and that place, you live there with, with uh, just expectation of goodness. You live with a constant expectation of goodness. And uh, if you're not there, that's good. That's all right. That's why you're hearing this message. All right? Because God's wanting you to get where you're supposed to be. So he says it like this. He said, we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus by a new and living way. He's opened for us through the curtain that is his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Our hearts sprinkled, with, uh, sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from worship meetings, as some habitually do, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let me tell you why, you know, there's some, there's some, some of you that have some good habits right? And then some of you have some bad habits, right? Uh, and and uh, it doesn't take long to create a habit in your life. And, and uh, what the writer of Hebrews is saying, he said, let, uh, let us, one, be concerned about one another. There needs to be that. You know, if you're here just for yourself this morning, we're here for you, all right? But you're not going to stick around here if all you're here for is yourself, but you're going to stick around if you, if you get the vision that God has that we're here for one another. You know, if you are selfish about your life, it's like, if I don't get anything today, then it, the day was a failure. But what if Lori gets something today? You know, what, what, what if uh, uh, my brother over here, Gary, gets something today? Can you and I both rejoice and say, wow, look what God did for them? That, that's the essence of the body. Well, what about me? Hang on. Your day is going to come. There, there could be the day, but you're going to, sometimes we have to patiently wait for the promise to be fulfilled. And if you look through the Scripture, there's been patriots that waited years and years and years patiently. But what they did is they put themselves in a position to receive. And you've got to realize, if you're not in a position to receive, that the blessing could go right by you and it was supposed to be your day. True or not true? Well, how do you position yourself to receive? You, you, it, it, is a, it really is a way of life. The, the Scripture says, it says, let's be concerned about one another uh, in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from our worship meetings. This is not about me saying, you need to be in church. Honey, I'm too old to do that anymore. Really. If you want to come, come. If you don't want to come, don't. But I'm here to tell you what. There's some of you that because you won't make a habit of being here, you are potentially going to miss the moment, that day that God has for you. You're going to potentially miss what the move of the Spirit in the moment, the healing, the deliverance, whatever it is. Say, does it have to happen in a worship meeting? No, it does not. 
Of course it does not. But I'm telling you what, when we get together and we're focused on him, did you feel what I felt this morning? Come on, that was amazing. I, after whatever year, don't care how many years, it never gets old. The very presence of God, what did it do? It drew us into a, a heavenly place with expectation. And I, and I realize that, yes, you need to have a prayer closet. You need to have that place where you can connect. I'm talking with him all the time. But it makes a difference when we get together in a worship service. Some people say, oh, I, don't, I don't like organized religion. Well, Give me a stinking break. What, what, the body of Christ is that. It's unified. How, how do we come together in, with care and concern for one another if we don't come together? And don't tell me Facebook. You can Twitter and tweet and, and whatever you do, TikTok, whatever names are out there, there is nothing to compare to the fellowship of the body of Christ when we get together. Nothing. And, and, I, and I love you guys that are watching online. Bless you, all that. But if you're out of, find a group of people that love God. Hook yourself up with them because you, as much as you love the messages from time to time, you cannot have any care and concern for me over a thousand miles away. I'm not rebuking you. I'm just telling you. Listen as much as you want. Be blessed. But you got to be able to give at the same time. You got to be able to be in, 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 a, in a service, in a place where I realize that people sometimes are a mess, usually all the time. And somebody says, oh, you know, this is wrong and that's wrong. You know what the scripture says? Where there is no cattle, the crib is clean. That means the gut. I, I lived on a dairy farm. There was a daily chore of cleaning out the gutters. Absolutely, because it was a mess. So, but the other choice is, oh, I want a really clean church. Well, then you better not have any people in it. <laughs> and, and don't you think you're not one of them? Because we're all guilty. And I, man, I, I'm, I'm, I fight the good fight of faith. I do all of those things. But I realize it's the blood of Jesus that allows me into that holy place into that sanctuary, and so I can go there boldly. The great thing about today is it, today's a great day because His mercies are new every, every morning. If you, if you can't grasp that, you don't understand the, the, the incredible goodness of God. I don't have to take last week's or last month's or last year's or ten years ago failure into today. You know what that does? That makes it a good day. <laughs> it makes, me, makes it a day of, of, of incredible expectation. We come together and worship. And man, the presence of God, I, I don't believe it comes from heaven through the, the sheetrock and the asphalt shingles and into our sanctuary. I believe it wells up in us. Because we're new creatures. If you have received His Spirit, you know what? You're a brand new creation. And man, you are encouraging in, in, in that, that presence of God that is all around. There's no place that he's not anyway. But it's when we get in a right 
spiritual frame of mind that I'm telling you, any given day, anything can happen. Anything. And, and just living with that, well, you, you can't really believe that, I, I, but I do. Well, did, did you, have you never had to wait for things? You have no idea how long we've waited for different things in our lives. And, and, and while others around were trying to discourage me and discourage Jeannie, discourage her house, I had a promise from God that I said, you know what? He is going to come through. And in that, in that believing him, I, I realized he's going to come through in his time, not my time. And there are certain things that we, we can believe and we can press and we can uh, fight for in the Spirit, but there are certain things in our life that it is a God-time thing, and you're just going to have to wait for them. I don't care whatever else goes on. This is still going to be a walk by faith. There are going to be those moments and times when it's like, whoa! But then, but then there's going to be the reality that we're going to walk day by day by faith because the things that are, the unseen things are the things we pursue. I, I, know, I know we want to be encouraged and enlightened by seeing things, seeing healings, and I believe in healings, and seeing the, uh, deliverances, and I believe in that, and we, we, that physical manifestation, but most of our walk is a walk of absolute faith. And that we're just, the unseen things is what we're focused on. And every once in a while, we connect with the, that unseen world. And it just, oh, it's amazing. But there's some that get so frustrated because the, 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 you know, they cast off their confidence. They, they, they're not patient enough. They're just, you know, they think God ought to be like an ATM machine. You press the right buttons. Or a drive through that's not the way he is. I'll tell you, if you want to have an instant connection with him and you never had it before, try repentance. Try to add with humility, ask God to forgive you and see what happens because that's always a given. And, 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 and that event, that day, that is one of the greatest days of my spiritual life. It's the day I repented. I remember it so well. I remember the life change that came from that. And it wasn't just, God, I'm sorry for A, B, C, and D. Well, actually, I had several alphabets in there. But it wasn't just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was, Lord, I'm my life is yours now. And from that day, you know, you know what the Scripture says? When one sinner does that, you know what happens? Heaven busts out in a party. The angels of heaven rejoice. That, I'm telling you, you talk about a spiritual just life. Things happening. So if you're sitting here today and you say, well, I don't even understand any of this. Well, it's because you've never repented. And, and, and that is absolutely, man, it is the beginning. It is the very beginning. You believe Jesus died? That's awesome. You believe he rose from the dead? You better. Because it's true. But to apply that to your life is to say, Lord, because of what you've done, my life is yours. I'm going I'm to turn away from the things that I know are wrong 
I know they're wrong. There are some things in my life I knew were wrong. I turned away from Then as he led me a little while, he kept showing me more things that were wrong. He said, that's wrong too. Okay. That's wrong now. Okay, all right. And 40-some years later, he's still showing me things that are wrong. But living a life of repentance is not a life of perfection in this world as some religions believe we can attain. You will, not, you will never attain that in the flesh. But living a life of repentance is, is living with that decision where I see, uh, God, you put before me uh, your way or my own way. I'm going to do my best to follow you. And when I go my way and I mess it all up, I'm going to go back to where I turned and go back to you. Some of you need to go back and say, well, God, I don't know what to do. Go back to where you left him because he hasn't moved, right? And, and he's got a direction. You, I got to tell you, folks, and I know how many have been manipulated by your children. How many of you have been manipulated by your grandchildren? Come on, man. Totally. You will not, you cannot manipulate him. Okay? He is the way, the truth. He said you'll know the truth and it will make you free. And he is truth. I mean, it's not, that's not, there's so, that scripture is so much deeper, but, but he is the truth. You know him and he will make you free. And he's not going to change what's true regardless of what the culture does. Truth is truth. And so, get back to what's true. The, and the idea of this. Yeah, hold on. Got to see what time it is. Oh, we got a lot of time. I haven't preached in two weeks. The idea of uh, not staying away from worship meetings. You know, wh what are you doing? You, I don't have to go you know, God love you. I hope you're not watching this because I'm going to talk about you. That buddy of mine, you know, he's out, and you know you've heard this. I'm out in the, on a mountaintop, or I'm in that's my church. You know, uh, creation, it's like I wanted to gag, but I, I kept my reflex. Hey, and I love creation. I love being out there. I love being in the woods. I love being wherever, you know, and say, oh, this is pretty cool. But I'm telling you what, this is about people. Okay, this is about my brothers and sisters. And, and, and those that would avoid and, and not be consistent in the worship meetings, as the Scripture says, our, just our gathering together, it's, it's the idea of not valuing what God values. You know, what does he value most? He values you. And so, you know what that's got to be? I got to value you. And, and at first, all right, God, I'm going I'm to obey your word. And then it becomes a part of who you are. To value, I'm like, I don't have to, you know, rev myself up on a Sunday and say, oh, man, I got to go with those people again. And I realized that church can become, you know, sometimes it's like, wow, I don't like that happen because we're human beings. But we're all in this thing together. You know, if you're looking for the perfect church, you did not find it here today. You didn't. We're just people. 
But I guarantee you this. I'm looking at, and I know who you are, some people that are living a repented life. A group of people that are pressing toward the high calling that God has for us. There's people here today that are just waiting for their day and that promise and that deliverance and that healing. And we come together, we rally around you as you would rally around me if I was in a position where I needed. That's what this is about. And to stay away from our worship meeting, it's not about some Catholic doctrine where you got to put in so much time and, you know, if, if you're not here, you ought to feel condemned. No, it's about it's about getting together constantly with the people you care about. I mean, I hope you've all got somebody you, you, you love and you care about and you're going to get together for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, it's a priority. But the idea, you know, every day that we get together, it's totally relational. So, uh, here's... Here's what it says in Luke chapter 4, where he came to Nazareth. This is Jesus right after he was, he was driven into the wilderness by the Spirit, tempted by the devil, just, you know, and, and overcame it all. That's really where Jesus, uh, his ministry started. But man, he just slammed the door uh, on the enemy. And, and it was just, you know, not in a crowd, wasn't with everybody watching. He was in a desert place. The enemy comes, and he just said, no. You know what? You can say no. You, you, there's things in your life you can say, no, nah, I, I don't need to do that anymore. And I'm telling you, God will give you the strength. So he, come, he comes to Nazareth where uh, he had been brought up, and as usual, I love that. As usual, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. As usual. It was part of of his practices, what he did. It, it was a, a tra not all traditions are bad. It was a custom. It was, it, it was something he did. Why? Because doing that time after time after time, there was going to be a day that something was going to change forever. And if you read the rest of that, Luke chapter 4, man, oh man, did it change. He gets up like he did so many other times, reading Scripture, expounding on it. They were, they were impressed. The Scripture says about how, all he had to say. But that day he gets up, reads a pro Scripture that was prophetic, and he says, today, this is different. He said, today this Scripture is fulfilled in your ears. How'd you like to have been in the synagogue that day? You wouldn't want to miss that one for a football game or a deer hunt. You, want, you would have wanted to be there for that day. And so, I, what a difference a day makes. And so, Jesus uh, had, what I'm telling you is, Jesus had a habit of being together. Not because it, it gained you points in heaven of how many days. You know, I, these kids, they go to public school and they get perfect attendance. You get a star. Yeah, there you go. Never missed a day. Oh, woo. Well, I'm going to tell you, that it's not the way it works up there. You're going to get up there and Jesus is going to say, oh, you never missed a Sunday. Yeah, no. That's not the way it works. But the idea of our spiritual life being so interconnected that I, I, I want to be here. 
And when I miss, and your, your mom and dad are here, I'm, I'm like, man, I missed out on something. You know, I, I wish I could have been there. Different ones and di- different visitors or, or what I hear of God moving and the things that happened last Sunday. I'm like, man, I missed that. Yeah, I wish I could have been there. And, uh, and, and there's some that so belittle those things that they don't even care whether they're or not. I'm, and I'm telling you, come on, man. Help us. Help us make it when somebody, it's their day. Help us be there. Help us to bring that about. And then when it needs to be your day, you know who's going to be surrounding you? Man, a bunch of believers that has faith towards God. So here, here it is. Here's the way. And it's not just being uh, uh, in a service. You can be in a service, and I watch people, and I'm not looking at you today, but I watch people, they're in no position to receive anything. And I'm telling you, it is a rare occurrence that God knocks you over. And yet, if you do not have faith, if you don't put yourself in a position to receive then, man, he could have something incredible for you and walk right past you. Because without faith, what is it? It's impossible. What does faith say? I'll tell you what faith says. God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? So faith says, Lord, man, you're for me. And so I'm going to just live with the expectation regardless of what I see. I'm living with the expectation that your goodness and mercy is going to overtake me like the psalmist wrote. It's just going to, it's going to overwhelm me. So, so here, here's what it says here. It says, uh, and this to me is the position that you're in. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, always be joyful. You know this is a mantra here. Always be joyful. Well, you can't always be joyful. If you can't always be joyful, why would he say always be joyful? Think about it. I just hope there's not any anti-hunters here, but I'll tell it anyway. I just left a deer hunt where my three buddies tagged out and I didn't. Bummer. Say, oh, yeah, and I know people. They give me, ah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, your team loses. Big deal. What do you, what do you, what do you counting as priority? You, some of you, you, you sell your joy. On, it's so cheap. And, and then there's others that suffer great loss, and yet they come out, and the more they squeeze, all you, all you see is joy. There's some of you in your lives, you have suffered terribly, and yet all I see is that, that joy of knowing that you're God's. And that if today's not your day, there's a day coming that it's going to be yours. And so I'm just going to be walking in. I'm walking in the joy today of what, you know, well, I'm actually walking in the joy today of just, I'm glad to be here. But those of you that are suffering and, and those of you that are, that are hurting and in need, um, you can borrow from tomorrow's expectation with the realization that he's yours and you're his. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying. When you're in a position to receive, when you're waiting for that day, there's, a, there's an attitude about it and you're constantly speaking those things. You never stop praying. 
Say, well, my prayers haven't worked. You, yes, they have. Faithless prayers don't work. But prayers of faith can change the atmosphere. Prayers of faith can change your people's destiny. Prayers are powerful, and when you stop praying, you fall into the hand of the enemy that wants to silence you and I. The idea of never stop praying, always being joyful and never stop praying. Man, I'm going to speak what I believe. What do you believe? I believe God's going to heal. I believe there's somebody here today that needs God's divine intervention, and we lay hands on them. You know what? They're going to be healed. These signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, just this, that spiritual life is all around us. Say, well, no, that was for a long time ago. I don't believe you. I believe the book. And not only do I believe the book, I believe the experiences that I've had over the years that God shows up. Does it happen every time? In reality, no. But what I do know, that doesn't stop me from believing it might happen today. So he says, always be joyful, never stop praying. And, and here to me is a, a way of thinking that opens you up to everything that God has. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We're entering into a time of thanksgiving. You know, I love this time of year. And, uh, but being thankful is a, is, a, is a position in your life, a place in your life that opens you up to receive all kinds of things. If you're not thankful, some people, you know, they live a life of resentment. They live a life of, of feeling like they've been cheated. They live a life of uh, uh, just down on everything. And it, that attitude puts you in a position for nothing but more disappointment. How many of you had a rough year this year? Man, I have. Buried my dad. My mom's, you know, terminally ill. Got, got things going on, you know. My grandson's out a thousand miles away from me. You know, there's things that just if I were to look at them and focus on them. Uh, but you know what that is? That's life. That's just everybody's life. Some of you are, are dealing with sickness and, and health issues, and it's like, why me, why me? Or, God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the day that's coming in my life. Thank, it just, I can find so many things to be thankful about. And, and, and I'm telling you, that alone puts you in a position to receive God's Whatever he wants to pour out. You, you live with, uh, with a thankless heart, and I'm telling you, you shut him off. Some of you, you know, hey, maybe life has been bad. You, you took some wrong turns, you know, had, had a bad childhood. You, you've been abused. You've been you know, addicted. You've had all of these things, and, and you can look back and say, boy, there's not much I can be thankful for. I'm going to tell you, if you're in Christ, you say, God, thank you for my future. Thank you for what's coming that's going to be different than what I left. Man, when I repented, I'm saying, Lord, I want to 
I don't want even want to go back there. I'm looking forward to what you're doing. And some on years later, I'm thinking, he's done it. He's done it in my life. I am a living testimony of God's goodness. Our life, this assembly, all of these things. Why? Because he always comes through. So in this season, if you want to be in a position to receive today, I'm not always happy. But joy is a different thing. We live in a world where we want to make everybody happy all the time. Now, that, that, that just isn't good for you. That's not reality. Uh, but, but you can have that underlying sense of joy. And that comes from the expectation of God's goodness in my future. That, that drives me. The expectation of, God, if I need it, you're going to come through. And, and, and the older I get, the more the expectation is for that day. Well, yeah, don't, don't you wish you were 30? Somebody said, I wish I was 30 again. Ha! You can keep that. I, I'm telling you the best is yet to come. I may not like, you know, how the body falls apart and you get weaker and all of those things, but I'm telling you what, I have a promise that this death coming in my life is going to turn into life. And so I can live with that joyful expectation regardless of what the diagnosis is, what I, what, what I see coming down the road, and what I, if I project myself 20 years, what do you see? You're, you know, you're going to be old and frail. No, I'm going to be waiting for the promise. And so I joyfully, with expectation, live there. Stand with me. So there's... A, an event in the Scripture that I want to close with. I didn't give Casey the Scripture, but it's in John chapter 9. It says, As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth, and the disciples questioned him. They said, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? There's some of you today, you, you ask that question continually about your own life. What have I done wrong? How did I mess up? You know, why is it that you compare yourself to somebody else's blessing, but this, the disciples thought because this man was born blind, he had to have been cursed. And Jesus says to them, he says, neither this man nor his parents. This came about so that God's work, works, might be displayed in him. There's some of you that have endured some great hardship, but I, I assure you, I assure you, it's not because you're cursed. And it's not even because the life you lived. Maybe some of us reaping and sowing, but I'm telling you, the expectation that I have for you and that God desires for you is that His works might be displayed in your life. What a turnaround! It is when somebody just absolutely allows the Word of God to touch their lives. And what a display of God's. How many of you have been God put on display because of your repented life? How many of you are going to be put on display because God heals? 
Because he delivers you. Because he turns you from just the expectation of, of doom and gloom to living a joyful life. And the people around you are like, what? I'm going to tell you something. That is more powerful, the life you live, than pointing them to a scripture. We're on display. So this morning, I, I really do want it to be your day. If you need something today, I want it to be your day. Uh, uh, more, more than I, you know, I don't have any huge needs this morning. But I'm here with the expectation that it might be a day for you. It might be a day that you've been praying a long time about, and we're going to come alongside and say, yeah, I'll help you carry that. And I wonder if, if you need something. Come on up. But if you don't need something, how about coming up anyway and helping somebody else? You know, the love and care and concern for others. You come on up and, and you don't have to do what Ned does or, you know, what, what, what I do, laying hands on people, what, what different ones with gifts that come and give a word of prophecy. You don't have to do that. But you can come down and create that atmosphere just like we had at the end of the worship service that God can do something. So I'm asking you, how many got a need in the house? Come on. Don't be ashamed of that. Lives are filled with need. Father, today I speak your goodness. I speak your word in our lives, God, to just overtake us. And as, as, as we enter into this portion of the service where we uh, uh, intercede, encourage, and, and, and lift one another up in prayer, Father, I, I'm, I'm asking today, let, let those that are in need come down with a joyful expectation of your touch. Lord, let them come down with a thankful heart that, that today could be their day, that we believe you for great things. And that we live in that place of thankfulness. And that we lift our voice. We lift our voice. That we lift our voice. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So as we enter into a time of prayer and worship again, listen to me. And I'm going to... When you come down here, this isn't a pity party. This isn't a poor you. This is... We're coming before the throne of God because of the blood of Jesus with the expectation of God doing something great. And so you come down here, you can even be joyful and you can be thankful, but it says pray always. It's got to come out of your mouth. What are you speaking? You know, we're going to pray for you, but let it be that you're, you're praying those prayers of faith also. And we're going to agree with you. So open these altars. Take some time before you leave to pray together and pray with your brother. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.